Hello, friends. I'm here today with one of my favorite people on the planet, Beth Schwer. She is an Indiana-born girl, and she has spent some time in the circus, believe it or not, and is now a nationally recognized artist. And if you haven't watched Good Bones, you can catch her work on that awesome HGTV show um, almost all the time, it seems like. She's also a mother of six and just one of the nicest people on the planet. So further ado, here's Beth Schweer. Hi, Lori. Hi. How are you doing? You're so sweet. I'm oh, great. Thank well, you. I'm so sweet because you're so amazing. So there we go. <laughs> Um, so great talking to you as always. Yeah. And so here on Gratitude Sandwich, I have to say, I feel like you are one of the people that has gratitude into your whole life. And so I have, I, I feel like you have a million ways you, you could go, but I think you want to tell us your art journey today. Am I right? Yeah, that would be awesome. I, it's, um, I have a lot to be grateful for. But a lot of it is woven through the journey that I've been on with my art. So I think it's a good place to start. Awesome. Well, tell us, how did it begin? Well, as you mentioned, I was in the circus as a kid. We won't go back that far, but I've always (laughs) liked to be creative. And um, I was a theater major in college, moved to New York for a short time to pursue theater um, realized that all that glitters is not gold and moved back to Indiana where I was, uh, a working actress here and model, um, got married and started raising a family and was so happy and grateful to be able to do that and to be a stay at home mom most of the time. Um, but felt I was losing myself a little bit as I think a lot of moms do in giving so much of themselves. Mm. So I, uh, was kind of, I guess I didn't even realize I was looking for something creative to do. But one day I saw this woman on QVC painting flowers and leaves and it just was so beautiful and so effortless And she was selling a kit. And I, because I was in theater and choir and performing arts, I never had art class Mm. in uh, junior high or high school or college. So I never really got to experience painting and working with paints. And so she gave you everything you needed, the brushes, the paints, and some practice sheets. So... I ordered the kit. It also came with this huge stencil and plan to paint a garden in a room. Wow. Yeah. So it was a big dream starting with small strokes. (laughs) So, um, so I ordered the kit and I was so excited to start and I, she made it look so easy. And I, I guess I was, frustrated at first. I couldn't figure out how to get it to work the way she did, but I was determined to find a way. So I saw also that this woman had, um, certified teachers at Michael's stores. Oh, uh, and I went and took a class at Michael's 
and they taught you how to do the same technique. It's called the one stroke technique. Mm -hmm. And so I started, I realized it was really just how you hold your brush and, and how you moved your wrist. And so I learned a lot in just that one class. So then I was off to the races. And I got so wait a minute, just pause there for a second. Uh-huh. If any of any of you people out there have seen Beth's work, well, if you've been to my house, frankly, she's all over my walls. Um, if you've seen Good Bones, I mean, she's on TV for God's sakes. So here this people, <laughs> no classes in high school, started later and holy mackerel. Started with a QVC kit and a class at Michael's. Yeah. I mean, because I really did wow. think that you had to come out of the womb knowing how to draw and paint. I thought it was just something that was, you know, God just kind of filled people up with or they didn't or he didn't. But uh-huh. I, I, I'm beginning to feel like it's something that you can learn. I mean, yeah. obviously it is because I did. So, um, and people say, well, maybe it was there all along. I don't know. Maybe well, even so. if it was something I think I want to underscore is something you said a second ago, because I feel like this is true in my life and all the times I've reinvented myself is you were determined to find a way. Yeah. You just determined. And when we're determined, it changes everything. Yes. I guess it's that word grit, right? Yes. Is that the word of the year? Yeah. Or that you... Right. Determined that's the single most um, common characteristic of successful people. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Angela Duckworth's book. Have you read her book? Angela Duckworth's no. Grit. It's no. excellent. I just saw the, a TED Talk, I think it was. Yeah. Or maybe it wasn't even a TED Talk, but it was similar to a TED Talk. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, maybe, yeah, maybe because I'm one of eight children, number mm. five. Um, <laughs> I, I'm more, I guess I, I have grit, but uh, you do. Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so I just kept, I kept growing in my abilities and I was for a while, I was content to duplicate the designs and styles of this woman, um, that had started the one stroke, um, phenomena or whatever Uh you want to call it. But then I felt this welling up inside of me that I wanted to have my own voice and find my own way of expressing with paint. Mm. And so I started um, painting on floor cloths, creating kitchen mats and designs. And the ideas just kept coming. Wow. And my husband came home from work one day and he said, what's for dinner? And I looked at him like, is it that time already? (laughs) I was covered with paint. I had no idea. I was just completely lost in the creative process. Mm -hmm. And so he and I had to do some negotiating on uh, when (laughs) was a good time for me to paint and where was a good place for me to paint and Mm -hmm. So we kind of came up with a working, some working hours for me to have to set aside. I've got a little studio in the town um, where we live. And so I was so happy. And and he's like, well, what are you going to do with all of these? And I said, I'm going to sell them on eBay. (laughs) 
<laughs> because I just, I just wanted to have a response, you know, so I started picking, taking pictures and putting them up on eBay and they were selling before they were even dry. Oh my gosh. Was this before Etsy existed? Yes. Yeah. And it, this was when you actually communicated with the people you were <laughs> selling with on eBay uh-huh. and had, you know, you had each other's email addresses. I don't, mm-hmm. I haven't even done eBay in a while, so I'm not sure, but it was not as huge, this huge uh-huh. place. I mean, it was growing for sure. But what I'm so grateful for about that was the people that I sold my floor cloths to, and I didn't sell them for very much, 30 to $50. I think I was thrilled if I got when I started getting $75 for my mats, they were two by three, mm-hmm. um, was their encouragement. It's almost like God put those specific people in my path to encourage me mm-hmm. on what, how much my art meant to them. And I'm like, it's just a tomato, you know? <laughs> And they were, but they were gushing about it and just, and then I got some commissions and, and some of these people are still in my life. Wow. Um, and it was just what I needed. And the crazy thing is I had only been doing this for about a month on eBay and I got an email from a woman from the Indianapolis star. Her name is Sally Nancreed. Mm. I don't know if she's still there or not, but um, and she said she found my floor class on eBay and she wanted to do a story on me. And I thought it was a joke. I seriously did. I thought it was some sort of scam because I had not even left the house with my floor class. So I'm going to stop you up. for just a second. Stop you for just a second and go back to when um, you said uh, her name because you broke up. And that hardly okay. ever happened. I'm sorry. It was, that's okay. Her name was Sally Nancreed. Uh-huh. And she was the editor of the home and garden section of mm-hmm. the Indianapolis Star. But I didn't know, I had never uh-huh. heard of her. And uh-huh. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> I thought, because I, I, I had literally not left the house with these formats. They left in rolled up tubes wow. to go to the post office. How had and she heard about you? Just did she find she you? She must have searched like Indiana artists on eBay oh or something. Gosh. I have no idea. <laughs> and I like in a few weeks, I was on the cover of the home and garden section of the Indianapolis star. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> this is what, this is the crazy supernatural thing that has happened to me with my art. The minute I trust God and just keep putting it out there. Mm. It, the blessings that come oh, that have come from it. Mm. And that, so I continued to do my floor class for another six months to a year, but I became pregnant with my sixth child. And, uh, my husband and I had bought an old farmhouse and we were beginning restorations So I put all my paints and brushes and all of that aside Mm -hmm. um, to work on this new transition. Wow. Um, We had, so Ezra was number six and we had uh, five from uh, age 12 down. Wow. So 
Um, <laughs> busy time. It was a busy the- time. Yeah. What'd you say? I said it was a busy time to say the least. Yes, absolutely. So, but one of the things I noticed was happening, and I found out this has a name. It's called Visual IQ. Um, C.W. Mundy, who later became my, uh, one of my teachers and mentors and dear friends, talks about this as an artist that, when you first start as a child, or even most adults have the visual IQ of an eight-year-old. Mm. And when I used to look at paintings by masters or even um, local artists, I was in awe. I, I couldn't even begin to understand how the paintings were put together or how they could create something like that. Mm. But the more I began to paint and the more I began to see And the more my visual IQ grew, the more I could see how a painting was put together. And so what I think I'm beginning to learn is what makes an artist better is what they see. Mm. And isn't that true about life? You know, the beauty that you see, what we see changes everything. The beauty we see in people, mm. the beauty we see if we take time to to value the sunset and mm-hmm. the flowers and the and and give thanks to those things, they mag they magnify, they multiply. Absolutely. And so, one of the things I'm so grateful for that no one can take away from me now is my visual IQ. Mm. that has grown but that has taken time and it has taken hard work and it's taken perseverance for sure so from floor cloths then Mm -hmm. did you go then the house was happening you're having a baby and then what happened next so then when my son was a toddler um i had to have knee surgery because i i had an old circus injury (laughs) (laughs) seriously true stories (laughs) yeah so I had to have my knee replaced but anyway so I started back to work Uh, I was a technical writer and software trainer um, which is a whole other long story (laughs) about how I got into that but um, I needed surgery so I went back to work so I could get the insurance so I could get my my knee replaced And so after all of that, and I felt like I was on more solid ground and I was kind of back into the swing of, of life. And we had gotten settled in our home. I told my husband that I wanted to take a year to really, uh, try to study with some master artists Mm. and see what I could accomplish if I had a really good teacher. So my, my brother-in-law collects the work of C.W. Mundy. And so we were at their house and I was looking at all of his paintings and I was just mesmerized by the colors and the joy and the textures, but it was the joy. 
that mm. came off the paintings that really spoke to me. And I, I said, that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to paint joyfully and beautifully like this man. So I found him and I discovered that he only taught one time a year uh, down in New Harmony. And so I signed up for his workshop and um, one of the great amazing things was that I felt like it was God ordained because he was also a Christian and prayed over his paintings and asked the Lord to help him with his work and to co-create. And that I realized was the desire of my heart as well. And to have um, a master artist reflect those same desires. It was just, I could just tell that I was in the right path. And so I learned, yeah. So I learned so much from him and he continues to this day to um, mentor me and encourage me. Um, so after two, so I went to his workshop two years in a row. And after that second workshop, I felt like I wanted to, my goal was then to enter a juried show for the first time and, and hang my painting on a wall in a gallery somewhere. Wow. <laughs> were you so like, I, were you like I, just I, determined? Were you just freaking out or were you like, Oh my gosh, I'm just going to, no, I just thought I'll, I'll start small. I'll start small. So I went to a local sh- show in Greenfield, Indiana, but it had a net, it had a, a pretty wide net and it was a, mm-hmm. a lot of the artists that I had gotten to know now studying and going down to new harmony, which every spring is, just an amazing experience for artists to Mm -hmm. come and they paint outside and there's all these different competitions and workshops from world-class artists. And if, if someone wants to paint, um, it's put on by, um, the Hoosier salon and IPAPA Indiana plain air painters. And it's called the first brush of spring. It's every spring for two weeks in new harmony, Indiana. So you can look that up online, but it was a life changing time for me because not only was I getting taught by CW, I was also becoming immersed and becoming friends with wonderful, wonderful artists and making friends and being encouraged by them. And I wanted to be, I wanted to be known by my peers and respected by my peers as an artist and so I thought, I'm just going to start entering some of the shows that they enter that, that are in around the state and just see, um, see how that goes. <laughs> wow. So how did it go? <laughs> well, so I, I have, my story is unusual, but I, I mean, it's just, again, it's just, God has really just been so great, so gracious to me and encouraging me every step of the way. So I entered three small paintings in this show and I was on pens and needles to hear if I got in. And then when I found out I got in, I was like, even afraid, I was almost sick to my stomach to go to the opening because I knew I would be hanging on the walls next to all these people who I admired and respected so much. Mm. So I, I went a little late, but I got up the courage to go to the opening and, the woman I had brought my 
entries to initially met me at the door and she said, Beth, you need to come look at your painting. And I said, why? And she walked me over and there's this big blue ribbon. I had one best of show <laughs> on this little nine by wow. 12 uh, oil painting of lawn chairs. Mm. And um, I just, I couldn't believe it. It was surreal. So that was you know, easily uh, a time for me to be encouraged and to continue on my journey, which I have. And I'm so grateful that God was so clear and um, blessed every step. So and it I, seems like, you know, kept giving you so much encouragement from all over the place. Yes. You know, it was clear to draw you along. And it, it, this all started from just being kind of a housewife and getting a little bored with your life. And then one thing led to another and God kept encouraging you through. Yeah. Is that the real story? I mean, it's just that simple, right? Well, I think it is. I think it is. And, you know, I, I. I've been able to talk to so many women in my stage of life who really have a desire to be creative. They want to paint. They're encouraged by my story. And that is really a blessing to me. And I want to encourage what I try to do though, is encourage them that you've actually got to take action, just desiring things. Right. It's not enough. You've got to take that step, that leap mm -hmm. of faith and sign up for a class yes. or schedule time to do the things you love on a daily basis. Absolutely. Absolutely. And instead of waiting for tomorrow, it's time. And, and you will bless the people around you by doing that. Sometimes they think, no, I can't because my kids need me to do this. My kids need, my husband needs me to do this, or I have this other job. But what I'm finding is I'm, I didn't do it on purpose, but I'm showing my kids that they can achieve their dreams. Yes. If they mm -hmm. pursue, um, if they pursue them. Yes. And not let, you know, small things stop you. I could have gotten discouraged and quit. Right. Well, and it seems I'm like that. I'm so that. grateful that I didn't. I'm so grateful that I didn't. I, have, I would have had no idea. I could never, Lori, I could not have imagined the blessings. Truth. That I have achieved that have been given to me because I persevered. Absolutely. Absolutely. And rolling back into what you said before about encouraging others to, to stay inside of their art and what, or whatever it is that makes them, you know, that they desire doing from that space inside of your heart. Maybe it comes from boredom, something as simple as boredom. Maybe it comes from this, you know, desire um, mm -hmm. to paint or to draw or to write poetry or sing or whatever it is. You mm -hmm. know, you said that, you will, there will be a ripple effect and it will help others. And what's interesting is you don't even have to become a great painter for the improvement that happens in your life when you answer those calls. So like 
someone may be a doodler. If they allow themselves to doodle, they still become, there's something that happens on the inside when we allow ourselves to create, even if it's not a fame and fortune thing and, you know, becoming a whole career. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that that creativity staying inside of that really is something that makes us whole. Yes. Because we are created in God's image, who is the greatest creator. That's right. That's right. Ever. And he, he created us to be creative. Yes. And I think it's a, one of our jobs as a human being on this planet to discover what it is true that he created us to create. Yes. And it's like what you said earlier about, uh, the visual IQ, you know, and how you felt like anyone can do some form of art. It's just about that determination, I think. And that really that practice, right. And finding your own voice. And I, I didn't realize how much courage that takes. Mm, So true. And I mean, not that I think of myself as being courageous. Maybe I just didn't realize or, um, I I don't know. I'm, but I'm, I'm grateful that I was able to find my voice. It takes a ton of courage to do what you have done here. It takes a lot of courage. And what's interesting is inside that, you know, it takes a ton of courage to hang your painting on a wall for the world to see, period. When I was painting in my kitchen and I realized people were coming over, I was my, I really wanted to put it away so no one would see yes. it. At some point I'm like, forget that, you know? Right. This, this is what I'm doing. This is for me. It's not for anybody else. And it's good. And so yes. what's interesting inside that word courage is that encourage, right? And so those yeah. those buyers from your floor class in the very beginning encouraged you. Those, those other um, artists, when you're working with CW and in New Harmony, encouraged yeah. And every right. single time you hung a painting on a wall, um, encouraged you. And yeah, it's, that's a huge ripple effect. How many people you have encouraged over the years is mind boggling. Well, you know, thank you. But I, you know, I think too of Van Gogh who painted just because he had to, yes. and it was, and he was ridiculed. He didn't sell, he only sold like one painting in his whole lifetime. Right. And even his friends and peers belittled him for how he painted and what he painted. And, right. um, and now he is our most beloved artist. Totally. Totally. We love him here at yeah. the Bisp household. Van Gogh is and one of his, Yeah. His paintings sell more than Monet. Right. His painting, because he put himself a hundred percent. And he didn't. It's a hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, if I can encourage anybody today, is to not be afraid. Yeah. To give a hundred percent of yourself to something. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, coming from floor cloths to good bones, I mean, you're on TV for heaven's sakes. Um, you know, your your works are featured there, ongoing. It yeah. seems, and that was uh, another god thing. They just yeah. discovered me in my studio. It wasn't something I went looking for. Mm-hmm. Well, your work speaks for itself. It's it it 
feels like joy on my walls. It feels <laughs> like love on my walls. And Aww, I am that so blesses me. Well, and I am so thankful for um, knowing you. I'm so thankful for ha- being able to have your works in my house. Um, it's it's well, a huge... And thank you for supporting yeah. local artists. Yeah. <laughs> well, we need people. And I want to continue to continue to encourage you to keep painting as well. <laughs> well, I got to get those paints out again. That's for yeah. you are encouraging me today because what you said about the visual IQ is a real thing just from what I, I would call me a hack painter. You know, I just play and I just think it's fun and, you know, I just mm-hmm. come I'm looking for. But I know that when I'm working on a piece for a long period of time, colors change. The way yeah. you see you know, I love to hear that there's actually a word for it, visual IQ, because I don't do any studying around this. I just play. And mm-hmm. um, I did notice that colors are more vibrant. Shapes are different. You just, you start to see things differently. And can I say out loud to you, you lose it when you stop painting. You know, it doesn't, not yes. immediately, but then it starts to go away. Just like muscle memory with anything when we work out or, you know, it's any true. We practice. So it's true. Um, I started missing it when you started talking about that. So, like, oh, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah. Wow. Well, but I, you know what? Another thing that really encouraged me was a TED talk because they say it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert at something. Right. But there was a TED talk that it takes only 20 hours to become proficient at something. Mm. So at least try for 20 hours. Now you might be surprised. Like this guy learned how to play the ukulele in 20 hours. Wow. But 20 hours is more than most of us spend doing one thing. If you think about it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like if I did yoga and Pilates for 20 hours, it would be life changing. Well, and you you don't mean just for all the listeners understand she doesn't mean 20 hours in a row because we don't want yeah. you to kill yourself, but no. 20 hours is not that hard, you know, it, committing right. to something 20 days, even 20 days, one hour a day for 20 days or how 20 weeks, one hour, exactly. whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you will be amazed, but you have to, you know, keep track, set an experiment for yourself because okay. I think people expect to become proficient at something in three or four hours. It's really not going to happen. And you know, what's funny is we brought up that book grit and they talk mm-hmm. about that in the book, um, how mm-hmm. a lot of people give up long before because they don't have any natural quote unquote natural talent at something. But when you start to really study people who are, uh, you know, Olympic swimmers or great artists, like in your case, you start to look at how many hours and how much dedicated practice it takes Michael Jordan, you know, all those people, yes. how much it takes to get to that space where you can show up as an expert in the world and, and look like it's effortless when it was really never effortless. It was always all work and, right. you know, and showing up again and again and again, that's huge. Yeah. But even just the, the initial, that initial 20 hour investment will pay off and that's, might be enough to keep you going for the 10,000. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But, but if you start to look at that more as your benchmark instead right. of the 10,000, which seems overwhelming. For sure. For sure. Yep. Well, I think to sum this up, I think maybe we can say if we're definitely grateful to God for your whole journey. Absolutely. But maybe yes. grateful for 
that space of being a bored housewife that started it all off. Right. And I think a lot of times as an artist too, we'll find in the struggle, in the frustration is where creativity is born. Yes, absolutely. And in the boredom, in the, in the times where you're a little lost, if you mm -hmm. fight one for me, it's turning to God and asking for direction. Mm. Um, and finding things just to delight in, in the small things, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just the gratitude of being able to be in the mess with my kids, Yes. but say yes. it's okay for me to want something more for myself too. Yes. And so, um, you know, it's such a balance, whether it be playing tennis, you know, with your friends or joining a card club or a book club or exercising or, you know, finding a creative outlet. Um, it's, I think we owe it to our families to, to find that balance. So we don't become the martyred, the martyr with the sour face. Right. Well, and that goes back <laughs> to gratitude, right? If we don't have yeah. gratitude. Yeah, we can't. And, and, you know, you were talking about how the, um, the angst and the frustration and some, some of those spaces between are the ones that really make you great, you know, make they, you great. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think they, we can actually bring that home. Yeah. You can really bring that home inside of that conversation about Van Gogh. Because can you yeah. imagine his frustration and, yeah. but yet his determination that kept going. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So big. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today of your art journey, which is my favorite part is that it keeps going and that I get to be a witness as an Indiana, Indiana girl, get to see how it all plays <laughs> out at the studs yeah. in your And you've been an encourager on the way. And yeah, I do feel like I've just scraped the surface. Yeah. There's so much more to do, so many more paintings to paint, and that I can do this as long as the Lord allows. I'm grateful, so grateful. So great, so great. Well, thank <laughs> you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate every, every time I get to talk to you, every time I get to um, see you in your space, and I thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Lori. It was, it was fun, as great. always. Thank you.